0: With over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the (laughs) Tech Coach podcast, episode number 84. Today, we're going to ask the question, should tech coaches be helping teachers create and use social media to share what's going on in the classroom. A very heated debate, something that's recently been going on social media, something that I've been working on in my classroom, and something I know my co-host today has also been working around. Susan, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Great. How
2: are you? It's great I, to
1: be back. Oh, I am so fantastic. It is great to be here, especially because last week we had a really healthy and really amazing tech coach mastermind meeting where we talked about everything under the sun from how do we work out our differences as classroom teachers versus tech coaches to how do we work with students. What were your thoughts about our mastermind meeting this week?
2: It was a great meeting and a lot of them who had listened to the episode from last week about working in the classroom with students had a lot of great things to share, a lot of insight from their experiences, so it was just great to learn from them.
1: And, of course, we have our monthly mastermind meetings. You can join our mastermind by going over to teachercast.net slash mastermind. We get monthly meetings. You get one-on-one coaching with us. We give you a whole bunch of tutorials, freebies, uh, you name it. It's all on there. We also have a mastermind website that is freely available for anybody that's an active member. And it's all yours for a very, very reasonable price. We offer six-month and 12-month plans. If you're looking to support yourself this year professionally, check it out, our teachercast. Educational Tech Coaches Mastermind over at teachercast.net slash mastermind. And you're right. You know, Susan, last week we had a fantastic show all about teachers working in the classrooms and some of the dangers that could happen, whether it be tech coaches and students, tech coaches and teachers, making sure that we're kind of on par with that. Tell us a little bit about some of the feedback that you might have gotten from last week's episode.
2: Well, out on social media, I had several people share Um, comments and replies about just, again, different experiences that they have had and that some of the things that we said um, resonated with them in establishing that management style and just meeting with the teacher. One of the teachers in the mastermind was talking about how she likes to try to meet with that teacher beforehand. And, you know, they were telling stories about mishaps, uh, kind of alluding to the story you told last week, Jeff, about I think you made a student cry. (laughs) And a lot of them were sharing those stories. Um, And it was just nice for them to feel like they weren't alone and that we all were all there to support each other as we move forward in that endeavor.
1: You know, as tech coaches, feeling like we support each other is very, very important. One of the ways that we do that is through social media, which is why I'm so excited about this topic today. I'm on social media. You're on social media. But I got to ask you, what are your thoughts? Should tech coaches be using social media Differently than classroom teachers?
2: Well, in some ways, yes. In some ways, the same. It all goes out in communicating with the people that we need to communicate with. As classroom teachers, we're trying to communicate with parents, but also other teachers to gain ideas. As tech coaches, we're kind of the same way, trying to share with other teachers what we're doing, or maybe the community with what we're doing. But then we're also trying to gain that um, professional learning network, PLN, to support each other. Again, back to the supporting thing.
1: It's an interesting question. And it's something that we want to hear from you about. If you're out there listening, please reach out to us on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. You can, of course, go over to AskTheTechCoach.com. Leave us a comment on our blog post. This is episode 84. Now, I kind of set you up on this one, Susan. When I said doing things different, because I'm looking at this not only from the single tech coach point of view, which I know you are, I have been in the past, but I'm looking at this also from the classroom teacher because... You know, a classroom teacher, we know our students, we know what's going on, we know the kids, the emotional, we know all those wonderful things. And when I put something out on social media now for my program, I'm proud of them. I share with them, I show them off, I usually tag their parents, or any of those different things. And it's different. And I've been thinking about this a lot because when you're a tech coach, you're going into a, a classroom and you might take that over the shoulder uh, picture or you might take a picture of some kid holding up a posters, anything that you want. And then, you know, a couple hours later, you might find yourself putting out a tweet about it. Should you be checking in with that teacher to see if it's OK to tweet about a student or put a face on it or or is it not? okay to do that? I mean, should we have different boundaries? I know with my kids, I've already asked them, do you mind if I share these things? I mean, even today, it's Sunday when I'm recording the show with you. And, you know, noon today, I was tweeting about how wonderful my program is and how to, I want people to sign yes. up for our, our YouTube channel. Right. But as a tech coach, you don't always have that information.
2: No, but I think it's important to try to get yourself Involved, depending on your um, role, whether you're at a full district level or at a building level, you know, in some form or fashion, that building or the district should have a way of having that permission to be um, photographed for those students and published. So, I do think it's important to get with those teachers when you do want to feature their students and just say, "Do you have any students who, you know, are not supposed to be published and Try to make the effort to ask that question, to protect yourself and the teacher and obviously the student, um, ultimately.
1: Let's take a moment here, because when we're looking at social media, I think people automatically think one or two different social medias. But I want to bring up the fact that there's many ways of being social online that tech coaches are supporting and helpful with. One of those ways is Facebook and Twitter. Very now much. I want to bring up the other ones in a second, but let's just kind of uh, let's, let's isolate these. Cause you know, mm-hmm. you, you and I both do this uh, both professionally and personally. And I know many teachers out there do um, Twitter should teachers and tech coaches have different accounts for their school versus their personal lives.
2: I think that depends on the district guidelines or the school guidelines, what have you, or even, personal convictions i personally do not i just kind of lump it all together because for me that's who i am Mm -hmm. i am a tech coach and that's kind of what what i am and who i am and people know that and that's what i do but are you putting out on
1: twitter your family dinner photos
2: not on Twitter, no. So, it's, so, so see, it is, that's the difference.
1: So it is more of a per, <laughs> it's a personally professional one versus here's my beach vacation of me in the sandals and looking out at the ocean, right? It's Exactly. Different.
2: I tend to stick professionally with Twitter. Facebook, I do a little bit of both, combination thereof. Mm-hmm. Not as much professional on Facebook, but it creeps in there because that's who I am.
1: Well, what about Facebook? I, I'm kind of on the fence with this where, yes – as a Facebooker, um, I use it for my fam- friends and family, right? Like, you know, if, if, a, if a Twitter follower decides that they want to be my friend on Facebook, I generally don't do that unless I start to know them a little bit more because exactly. that's where I post all my kids' pictures and my family pictures where I don't put that out on the teacher TeacherCast uh, Twitter feed. Um, but at the same time, I'm also a member of a couple dozen you know, ed tech groups and Microsoft groups and Google yes. groups and things like that. So I do have a professional and personal side. It is nice on Facebook where if you're in a group, those people in that, per- that particular group don't get your family photos. They, there is a wall there for how Facebook. Exactly. works.
2: Exactly. Exactly. I think that's, that's huge. So it, it has a lot to do with personal convictions, personal preference, and you know how much you um, are okay with putting out there about yourself on Facebook. So the
1: question being, should tech coaches help teachers get on to Facebook and Twitter to promote their de- their activities? Um, I think the answer is yes, because there's so much Wild West out there. I've, I've worked with teachers uh, dozens of times where you realize that on the same place where they're putting out their, their kids' baby pictures, they're also putting out their classroom pictures. And then they're wondering why their students' parents are asking questions about newborn babies and things like that it's because you're kind of crossing the streams on there um should we be getting into all of this stuff should school districts have guidelines of of you know home versus personal should you have a mr bradbury account and a jeff bradbury account for one and one or the other
2: you know those are huge questions and again it depends on the district and uh, what you feel comfortable with i think we got to look at it too in the face of just even real life presentation of yourself, you know, you're going to present yourself, you know, in a physical manner, sometimes in a different way, depending on where you are and who you're with. And I'm not meaning that in a bad way at all. But, you know, if you're with educator friends, you're going to come across differently than if you're with your family reunion. And, you know, you're going to be talking about two different things. So, but we want that, we tend to want some of that together on Facebook, and our relatives see our professional side sometimes, which that's good.
1: So, let's talk a little bit about other mediums that are social. Should we be looking at helping our teachers get on to video conferencing apps? Should we be showing off things like Skype in the classroom? Should we be working with our teachers on virtual field trips? I think that's a no brainer and say yes. As long as it's in-district policy, what do you think?
2: Absolutely. I mean, we talk a lot about going beyond Google, going beyond the tools and um, reaching students outside the classroom. Um, And then the SDE standards with the four C's of collaboration and communication. You know, it's so important to use these channels and um, redeem them for the good that they have in them and not focus on the negative side of them use them for educational purposes that will help meet the needs of our students and teach them to be good communication, uh, communicators and critical thinkers and collaborators.
1: I remember doing a virtual field trip with a kindergarten class a few years ago out to a natural science museum in Wyoming. It was absolutely amazing because you got a chance to see somebody giving a tour of their museum and these kindergartners faces were just lighting up yes. and I only had one opportunity to do this with the, with the class because once we did it, the teacher said this was so easy. She then taught other teachers in the kindergarten for, you know, in her wing how to do this and suddenly it just took off. And you can see, awesome. well, that was because of a teacher wanting to do something, a tech coach showing the way, some kind of a mentoring thing happening. And the next thing you know, culture has changed in the school. I think that's a social media.
2: Very much. And I mean, and again, look at the good that came out of that and not some evil, you know, identity theft issue and things like that, that people were constantly having to worry about. They got excited about it. And should went through with it
1: should should in a, in a world where we're trying to keep things private in school districts and also even say in classrooms should teachers be tweeting every five minutes of their class i mean it's it's easy sometimes to say we're doing a great thing tweet it and then you know you tag your principal or you tag somebody out there it's it's kind of the, the modern version of hey look at me isn't it yes it, it's, Put yourself it, out there. Right, because you tooting don't want to... your own horn, as you're, we you're, say. you're tooting your own <laughs> horn, and, and you're, you're uh, including your principal in the tweet and, and into the toot as well as you would, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Is that is that, mean,
1: a, is that a good thing?
2: Well, I mean, I don't think every five minutes is probably the appropriate thing to do, because, you know, hmm. if your principal is coming through doing a walkthrough and you're standing there tweeting, that might not be the best use of your time. But, you know, I think it's... Great, you know, a couple times a day, something great's going on that you're proud of, and you want to be sure and share that with not only your principal but then district people are going to see it, hopefully, and be impressed, and um, then you're going to feel good about what you're doing. So.
1: Now let's switch shift a little bit because th- this is kind of where things are getting personal for me here. There's one thing about talking about your classroom. Hey, we're doing chapter three, right? Is there a different approach of when you're actually trying to build a program? When you're the band teacher and you're maybe showing off, you know, hey, the kids are playing a, a piece, the concert's next week. Why don't you, you know, some kind of an advertisement kind of a thing. Uh, you've got a musical or a play coming up and you want to use social media to help promote that. Or in my case, I'm starting, you know, a, a broadcasting program with live yes. morning announcements. And I spent the weekend basically tweeting out, hey, would you subscribe to our YouTube channel? Um Do you see a difference as a tech coach between the rules for a program versus a math classroom?
2: Well, I guess it depends a lot on how that program is built. And again, your district or school, for example, in my case, for those types of things, we have a marketing department or communications department for that. But a lot of schools don't. So, you know, in your case, Jeff, I don't know if you have that to support you and you're trying to build this broadcasting program. So, you know, it might be up to you to build that and tweet that out. How is it structured in your case?
1: We come from a very large school district and I frequently include like my principal, my 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 gifted and talented, my, you know, all like big marketing type people um i'm not gonna lie some of it is is look at me i'm the new guy some of it is look at them right like the kids are doing some amazing things and and some of it is you know look i I, we want to get the news out about the program um this weekend for me was very very selfish in the way that uh youtube has certain rules where if you get a thousand subscribers, you unlock certain perks about their streaming service. Um, we just passed a hundred subscribers, which means we have nine hundred more to go. By the way, the link is gonna be in our show notes for episode number eighty-four and probably probably up to a two hundred and eighty four as well. You should check it out. You the should kids should look check great. Check it out, the they kids look great. I've
2: checked it out um, from last week. It Every awesome. morning
1: now, um I, I I am working with the kids before school and we're doing live morning announcements throughout the entire building. It is insane. But I love it. And that's what we're looking at here. We want to know from you guys, what is happening with social media in your school? What is happening with social media in your programs? How is social media helping out your athletic events, your bands, your your musicals, your art departments, programs such as that? I would love to hear a little bit about this because I'm trying to build my program's brand. And in fact, last week, Susan, we actually put out two episodes from that on how to build a brand through your program. And also, we did a great interview with Sarah Thomas on how she has built up her EduMatch brand as well. So check out all the great stuff over at BuildYourEduBrand.com. Now, you had mentioned it might not be appropriate to be posting every five minutes. That's something that I'm thinking about a lot because there are times where the kids are working. And you take a quick picture, you know, behind the back. Hey, look, they're doing some Google slide thing and you want to go, Hey, students are doing this. Cause you know, you don't have five minutes later on. True. So when do you post, should we be posting on the spot? Should we be posting during lunch? Should we be posting at five o'clock at night? Um, Obviously, I think the answer to that is going to be as long as your principal is comfortable and they're not looking at it going, why are you tweeting when you I, I, I exactly get, I get that conversation. I think everybody at their listing is going to get that conversation. But but seriously, I, I, I don't think it takes more than 30 seconds to say how proud you are of your kids.
2: Oh, no, not at all. And again, as long as you have the um, you know, blessing of your principal and they're supporting you, then by all means do that. And we know, all know parents love that kind of thing i mean elementary teachers do this in a lot of ways anyway they may not be using twitter and facebook but they're using things like class dojo and seesaw and uh, blooms and those types of communications app where they're sending a quick picture of the class to the parent and i know from parent feedback i've had at our school they love those apps because oh i love seeing what my kid is doing during the day so yes i think it's very appropriate
1: I'm getting that too from the PTO members, right? They love seeing their kids up there. They love seeing what's going on and they subscribe. And, you know, I, like we have X number of homerooms and I'm watching in the morning and I've got like X times 15. So you know that other people are out there waiting. Trust me, there's no pressure from the guy who's actually pushing the buttons to make this work. There's no pressure at all to do a live broadcast every morning, but, but you know what? I'm, the, the students are having fun, and that's what's really important. You know, we've, we've got three or four episodes in, and our job is to be doing this every single morning now between now and whenever. So let's talk a little bit about some of these rules, Right. Yes. Obviously, there's a difference. We already mentioned it between these are your kids and these are kids you happen to be in contact with for three minutes while you're in Mrs. Smith's room. But what are some of the things that we should be thinking about as tech coaches when we are whipping out our personal iPhone cameras and taking pictures of Timmy and Billy?
2: Well, again, I think it's important to be as aware of the school policies as you can be as a tech coach. Have that relationship with the communications and marketing department if that exists, and you can do that. Um, you know, know what they expect and know if those signed documents are in place and what students are and are not allowed. And correct, you're not going to know every student's name in every classroom all the time, depending on the size of your school, but check with that teacher if at all possible. That teacher should, by all means, know if that student's allowed to be photographed. So, I mean, I think it's just huge to, you know, keep those digital citizenship guidelines in place. And there's ways to go around, you know, if a student can't be posted, then, you know, try to get the backs of them or, you know, put the emoticon over their face. Do those things. How have you handled it so far with building your program? Have you ran into any of those things?
1: Well, not yet. I, and I'm also going on, you know, you know what they say about assumptions, but I'm going on the assumption that if a student is in a broadcasting program, they're allowed to do this. Now, in my That's broadcasting class, um, there are students that don't want to be on camera, to which we have other jobs that they can do. They can be right. editors, they can be researchers, they can be cameramen. There's other things that they like to do. And I always tell them that, you know, when, when a project is meant To be seen by the world or the classroom or whatever other people um, that, yes, I will give them the opportunity to say yes or no and choose their destiny. But if it's a homework assignment where it's go make a video of yourself talking to the camera about a topic that we're doing, then Mm -hmm. that's that's the homework assignment is go Go be a news reporter to yourself, you know, go share a story about what, you know, because again, those things are like homework, right? It's a broadcasting class. You're on camera. um, The only people that are going to see it are me and you. Now, in my tech ed class, I make the kids That's a wrong way of putting it. The students are are creating websites for themselves. And the only people that are going to be seeing those Google sites is me and the student. They're not being published. They don't even have the access to publish their stuff. So they know that everything that I ask them to do is only for an audience of one, me. And I grade them all accordingly onto all of that stuff. So you know, I kind of play the field a little bit on both ends of the spectrum because I do respect their privacy. They're teenagers, after all, you know. If they're not comfortable, that's totally cool. Um, But there are some things where, you know, like it's a if it's a writing course, you can't tell me you can't write. It's a video course, you can't tell me you got going to be on video. But but there is a difference between you know a homework assignment and this is going to go on Twitter.
2: Yes, and I think a lot of the kids, you know, they may say, "Oh, I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to be." Featured, but I really do think it, in the long run, it makes them feel good. you know, they have that teenage attitude sometimes, but yes. you know, I think they enjoy being recognized for the good work that they're doing
1: and the same thing with my broadcasting kids. there were kids you know i at the beginning of this, I said, you know what's your job and that you want to be an anchor, an editor all you know and like we only had four kids that wanted mm-hmm. to be an anchor, meaning on camera, right, but the day after we did our first one. Man, I had so many people who are coming up to me and saying, can I be on camera tomorrow? And, you know, once they see it, well, then the door is open. And now you've got a, you know, now you got a problem where you only have five days a week and you got like 13 kids that want to be on camera. Exactly.
2: So it's awesome how they inspire each other.
1: It is. It really, really is. And I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, thrilled that I'm able to share everything with you here and and again i want to know what you guys are out there thinking about all this stuff because what's going on in my school district what's going on in susan's school district it it's you know we're not alone in these different thoughts and you guys might have something on your plate that you're dealing with. If there is a topic that you'd like to see us cover, if you'd like to be a guest on the show and help us cover a topic, we would love to hear from you guys. And the best way to do that is by reaching out to us on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. Happy to help, happy to help steer you in any direction. Or you know what? You can always. Go over to teachercast.net slash mastermind and join our monthly meetings and and get access to all of our freebies and our templates and all the goodies on our website. We would love to have you guys be a part of the TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network.
2: Engage with us on Twitter. We will definitely engage back. I love the conversation. I check in on the Ask the Tech Coach about every day, a few times a day sometimes. So I would love to see that conversation come forth.
1: And speaking of which, there's other places that people can find you. Susan, where else can we learn about the great things that you're doing?
2: Uh, Look for me on my uh, regular Twitter account at sv314dws and on my blog at techimaginations.net. New stuff will be posted soon as I approach presenting three sessions at the Kentucky Society for Technology and Education Conference next week.
1: Oh, my goodness. We will will have to do a we're going to definitely do a show soon about PD and stuff. I am doing my next keynote address on March 21st, and the topic is going to be called Using Technology to Teach for Tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. That is going to be in Metuchen, uh, Metuchen, New Jersey on uh, March 21st. It's a Saturday. I'm looking forward to all of that stuff. If you're going to be in New Jersey, check that out. And of course, if you're going to be in Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky at at Kisti?
2: At Kisti, yes.
1: Ah. We will certainly have all the links to these things in our show notes. And that wraps up episode number 84. On behalf of Susan and myself, we want to say thank you guys for sticking with us and making Ask the Tech Coach a part of your podcasting hobbies. We, of course, drop this show every single Monday morning at 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock a.m. Eastern. And would love to have you guys be a subscriber. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher, and Spotify, and all of those great places. And don't forget to share us with your friends. That is what makes Ask the Tech Coach run and that's what makes teacher cast run for the last nine years sharing our stories and helping you guys one podcast at a time so that wraps up this episode episode number 84 of ask the tech coach on behalf of susan and everybody here in the teacher cast educational network my name is jeff bradbury on behalf of everybody here keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students